Hey everybody, welcome to the Max Effort Kitchen Podcast. This is a food for thought episode for you where we've had some of the best shows and some of the worst shows, but you really can't tell the difference. All right, welcome to Max Effort Kitchen. I am your host, Chef Matt. I'm joined with my co-host, Sean Thornton. Sean, how you doing tonight on this uh, brisk night? Uh, I didn't want to do that. but <laughs> It is brisk. It is. Yeah. The wind is killing me. I love it, but it's killing me. Um, it's dry. It is. It's dry. It, it's really it's dry. Like and I, I, I noticed it today when we, after we ate, like, okay, we ate like these Italian subs for lunch. And they were really uh, pretty, I thought they were fairly authentic Italian sub, you know, something you'd probably get, maybe not, I don't know. But it was, uh, I, I was, it was nice French bread. And about an hour after, like, I felt like my lips were all dry because of that. But then I was like, no, it's really dry and cold outside. So I don't know. It is what it is, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I kind of like being cold in the morning and it warms up and you like yeah. bring a coat with you and you don't need a coat and then you're lugging a coat around. And you're like, oh, that's the worst. <laughs> it's, it's the worst. It's like, I'm, I, I, I'm like, I have to wear a coat cause it's cold outside, but then I start sweating and I'm like, why am I wearing a coat? And yeah, then yeah. you get, then you get coat shame from everybody. What are you doing? Ah, oh, that's the, I hate that. What are you doing? Why are you wearing your coat? Why are you not wearing your coat? You know, I'm like, I'm a grown man. <laughs> what you, yeah, I yeah. can make that decision. I think, I hope I do want uh, it to just rain. Yeah. I just want it to be like misty every day. And yeah. that's just what it is. You know, the, the fog, I like the fog in the morning. Yeah. There's something about fog in the morning that really like wakes me up and makes me feel like productive. It's really interesting. I don't know. I like the smell. You like the snow? Is that what you said? Smell the oh, smell, the of, smell fog, of it. The foggy. Yeah. Morning. Yes. That that's an interesting thought. I wonder what that yeah, smell I mean, is. Is it like the dew, or like what does it smell? You think it's the moisture. You smell the water that has on the grass, on the greens, and there's just like there's this just this earthiness. Um, it's usually really quiet too. It feels like I don't know if this is true, but maybe like sound isn't going through the fog at the rate it normally would so it has this like quietness to it and yeah. it's usually a little it's wet and rain has a smell you know it's it's just uh it's not i, I like it uh every morning so sweet. let me ask you um because i'm not very familiar with uh midwest weather i had a very small stint in um ann arbor michigan uh that's a whole nother story and i'll maybe tell that later but um yeah <laughs> But that was my, and it was like the dead of winter when I went there. So it was like dry and dry and dry on top of more dry, cold. Hmm. Um, and so what, I mean, what, what, what was a typical winter morning in, in Ohio? Well, it's weird. It can be different. I mean, the Midwest is a huge area, but like in yeah. Cleveland, there's a lake effect. It's rainy, snowy all the time. And that's yeah. what it is. Um, Interesting. And then in central Ohio, you're, you know, more you get more into the flylands. You're it's sort of, it's still muggy. It's still humid, but you don't get as much snowfall. Uh, you don't have as much rain. Yeah. Uh, and that's the way it is for, you know, really down until, you know, you keep going South. It just gets a little warmer. Um, but like the Ann Arbor area, um, I have been there before too. And a lot of times because of some family stuff, but, yeah, that's that's cold out there. It gets quite cold. Um, but like, if you're like right next to the lake in Detroit, you're just getting dumped on all the time, just like yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I I I traveled there to uh, I had a long distance relationship uh, long before I got married, and she went to Michigan, and I traveled out there for like a, a week, and it was um, it was just a different different cold for me. It was a bone chilling cold. I went on a run and I felt like my lungs were bleeding. It was, it was, it was crazy. It was whack is what it was. Yeah, it goes, it was whack. <laughs> it gets cold out there. I've been on to some Detroit, uh, Chicago winters and yeah, 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 it's rough. I mean, it gets, 
It would get really cold in Cleveland still. I mean, do you, uh, negative zero days all the time. Uh, do you ever get nostalgia from weather? Like, does it bring you back to yeah. your childhood in oh, a way? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's things, yeah. I mean, interesting. that's one thing about our climate is there isn't as much fluctuation. Yeah. Um, I mean, we do have seasons, but they're mild in comparison to um, some other experiences I've had where there's, like, sharp differences. Like, you are, you've lived in Idaho. Yeah. Um, and there you have, like, really sharp difference in winter and summer like it is hot in some areas in in idaho and you can get just bone chill cold for days and days and days it's dry and there's no cloud cover uh yeah. it, it's yeah. you know i i always remember it as there were four seasons there you know there, i mean there were two dominant yeah. seasons winter and summer but we had seasons yeah. when the winter we got snow in the summer we got extreme heat and i i yeah. really i really love that you know that's something that I, I really strive for as an adult. Uh, and I, I just think the weather, it, it's interesting how it affects um, it'll, I mean, it affects everything around you. It affects your mood. It affects the way you, you know, go mm. about your day and everything. Um, and I lived in Thailand and there was just the that was my next question. hot season and the rainy season. That's it. Hot season or rainy season. It's just like. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when, it, when it rained, uh, I mean, I guess when it's hot too, well, I mean, uh, what was it? I, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to say this in the most positive way. Was it dirty? Yeah. <laughs> like, you mean like were, were uh, you in a the... metropolitan area? Like, tell me about it. Like, where, yeah, where, yeah, where yeah. were you in a was, more of a uh, village lived... area? No, I was. Yeah, I mean, I I lived on a golf course. Uh, the <laughs> I hashtag. It. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> but uh, you know, a kid from uh, Sugar and Falls hashtag whatever that is. That's funny. Okay, that's um, awesome. But I live near a city called Patia, uh, which is a, you know, pretty something like the size of like a hundred thousand people. It was the okay. closest place. Um, okay. It was a city on the Gulf that uh, we would say we were from Patia, and uh, it was a city in the Gulf. It was uh, mainly a fishing village uh, in its history, and then during the Vietnam War. Uh, there was a lot of, uh, you know, ships that would dock in the Gulf there. And the city started growing from that. That brought in its own level of industry and people and opportunity for for growth. Um, okay. So that's the reason why that place existed. But um, the weather there is like when it rained a lot, it would rain a lot and it would rain really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would just happen frequently throughout the day. Like. 10 minute aggressive rainfall and then a slow down and then sun and just more rain like that again. And you get some epic um, floods that just came right through real quick. Interesting. Uh, There was one occasion where it was so it was, it came down really, really, really hard. And there's this large hill that was a road that went all the way downhill to a roundabout but it became just a stream of rapids of water. Wow. And I would, uh, me and this, my friend of mine, and we, his name was Sean as well, Sean Johnson. Wow. Uh, we got rafts that we had and <laughs> rode that shit down. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And like when you, after it happened, we told our parents we were scolded. Of course. For making really dangerous decisions. Uh, and also, like, the fact that there's snakes and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, Either way. it's adventure, right? I mean, as, as a kid, yeah. like, we, used to, we used to do, we talked about this on I don't know, a handful of episodes back, but, like, <laughs> running through the, the cornfields. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's adventure, you know? You're just, like, you're, you're, yeah. you're taking what you got and doing with it. And I think that uh, we, uh, I know that my kids don't get that adventure and they, they get their adventure in other ways, which is fine. Um, yeah. You just make it best of what you can. Yeah, totally. Do. I, I guess on the subject of dirty, no, I wouldn't. I mean, it's different. It's a, um, a it's a developed nation with, but a different culture. And then it's also really hot. So you I know, think where, I, where I was, grocery stores from... are outdoor, you know? Yeah. It's well, like, 
uh, you know where I was coming from on that it was more of like you when I when I see I've never been there okay and and when I see yeah. um you know stuff about it or I, pictures or whatever I see a lot of like street vendors and food and uh you know yeah, not, yeah. not like the best of built structures and so I'm wondering in this like extreme yeah. weather like how do they weatherize themselves to get through it because those are the main incomes right like they're out there slinging you know chicken for to feed their families you know yeah, literally yeah. and you know financially so i was just um i, I mean you just that. make it work you put up umbrellas and you make it work yeah. some places if it's too rainy you don't do it but if it's a night market you know there there's a lot of like um you know roofing in those places in the yeah. night markets in particular and they're that underneath large buildings often okay um or in between two buildings and then they build like things structures above it and it just it drains but you know there's also like you know like the drainage isn't the same as what we would do the regulations for having businesses isn't the same as what we would do in the u.s however um in a major turn of events in the last few years um they put a lot of health code regulations in on um street food and uh street hawkers is what it's called and because of that in some places in the largest city of bangkok you know they normal places weren't able to operate the same way they were and of right. course when you get into that situation you you deal with the the workers versus the government versus like what they think is a greater good but at who does it hurt who does it cost but it's also like they put limits on how many food cars could be out there's all kinds of stuff um and it was all to be healthier and safer yeah that's that's really so, i mean you know you you hear about like and I've heard about this before where, you know, like maybe the, the, it's not the best practices in on the street food, uh, you know, level of things. And I, you know, to that, I, I kind of, I combat that with like, well, yes, you're probably right about that, but maybe their products aren't as contaminated quote unquote, as mm -hmm. what we, what mm -hmm. we have, you know, their chickens no, are probably definitely. cleaner than, than the chickens we have. And I've heard well, that one huge difference is eggs. Like, really, they don't mass produce eggs at the same rate that we do. They don't refrigerate eggs and they don't pasteurize the shell. Like, I love that. So you're getting cool. eggs that are, you know, a big noticeable difference in those kinds of eggs is the yolk is more orange than yellow. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, you grab an egg, it's got dirt on it. It might have uh, chicken feathers still on it uh and you wash it off and then you do it and i mean they don't refrigerate eggs and it's hot 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 but they're also not the production of chicken and pr for the production of eggs is so small in comparison to the united states and our our egg intake yeah um, I, i'm with you on and that. also we subsidize the industry and in, on these things too to like yes we do get people to buy in and stuff yeah i think uh I, I think I would, I think at some point I want to experience it. You know, I mean, obviously I'm getting up there, but there is going to get a point where my kids are a little bit older and, uh, you know, we can go over and, and do that and, and we're going to, but I'm always really fascinated with, with different cultures and period, you know, period, like different it's cultures. culture shock. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was. And, and how old were you? Uh, 14 and I left at 18. And so you went to full, like now, and again, I'm going to ask probably some ignorant questions here, but yeah, uh, yeah. full on like American school or was it uh school? Yeah. Okay. How did that work out? It's American curriculum, but really an international school. Okay. So okay, okay. by American curriculum, it, it didn't, it, it was an interesting thought process to say that, but I mean, because we didn't like do we did world history and not American history. We did, um, you know, literature was English, but we did world literature as well. Um, so it wasn't specifically, but it, what it was is that it had the AP programs. Uh, I um, see. And because of that, it's decided with the American curriculum instead of the IB, which is international baccalaureate, which is the yes. uh, more of a world um, uh, accreditation. So, uh, but it was an international school. So you had, students of all ages and i was in a class of 11 student of 11 graduates uh, wow wow uh, yeah 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 do you feel like so, you got a better and, education 
at the time for me personally, while shocking and painful leaving, it was important. It was good that I did. I got, I, I was, I got a much better education and I really improved my skills and was able to uh, become a, a better student. Someone who was reasonably smart in a way, I would say at that time in my life, I needed better structure and it really helped. Well, yeah, it, I mean, okay. So, and, and please uh, take with, take this in as a, as a compliment because it is, but yeah. like when the four of us or, you know, when our team and we're, we're sitting at a lunch table talking, you know, you are mm-hmm. noticeably the more um, educated person sitting there. And we have people of all levels, all ages, you know, uh, all life experiences, but the, the knowledge <laughs> that you bring and i tell i've told alana this a million times i go he's like the smart one of a group like because you bring very articulated knowledge and and i yeah. wonder and i think about that and i'm like uh, the education system that you got over there must have been uh I, in the best way i can say it is, is less convoluted like you probably weren't learning about the civil war i would imagine right well I mean, um i did learn about the civil war but I had already learned a lot about that in the U.S., but we did talk about it um, in a history class. And we would do the the big difference would be that first off, it was a private school, okay, and so that comes with a weird aspect of what the experience could be, how the teachers are paid. The next is that, as you heard, the class sizes and the teachers who were there, international teachers, they're dealing with pretty small class sizes, so. Um, you can work with students closer and it isn't as difficult to, to find someone who's struggling maybe and put time in with them. Yeah. Uh, and then like I had this like history teacher that was like really legit who would at class, we would do like civil war stuff or um, um, modern, uh, you know, modern politics things. And we would play, you know, we would do like a staging, uh, a, a real life scene and you would play that character oh, and you would awesome. try and defend, you would defend their, their uh, beliefs in a debate, you know, and I love that. Uh, she would let us pick, you could pick who you wanted to be in the role playing game, uh, you know, and it was stuff like that. So that experience is really good. It might not be good for everybody, you know, but, you know, I really enjoyed it. And I think, you know, I wouldn't say like, I'm, thank you for saying I'm smart, but I mean, yeah. always trying to get smarter, but I still don't, I don't read as much as I should anymore uh, to right. continue to grow. But I think it's also just about how you think about things. And what yeah. it taught me a lot living in Thailand is just being a little bit more um, understanding for differences and mm-hmm. respect for differences. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. I really need that because you can get kind of lost in some, uh, you're like you're competing with a complete opposite mind with some of your fellow students in central Ohio than with people who are like all thinking outward and teachers who decided to live internationally. And you're, it just changes a lot. Yeah. It changes yeah. A lot. Yeah. I feel like the, the, maybe the, on the teacher aspect, like you just said, like there's a little bit more of a dedication there and rather than making it like, this is my job. I'm a teacher you know, I'm doing my thing. Yeah, not, I mean, not to discredit teachers them. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There are absolutely. Like, I think like a teacher that I have right now that Hazel has, I, she's really nice and pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you could, and been doing it a while and you could hear the respect from Hazel to her, like how sweet that is. Mm-hmm. It's really mm-hmm. nice. You know, one thing that I've noticed they te- they're teaching in elementary is, is, um, and, and it's, and it, uh, I want to say it's almost a focus point is empathy. And I've mm-hmm. noticed that they're very, um, outwardly talking about having empathy for your fellow people or for your classmates, for the people in the school, for everybody around you. I just hear them talking about like, it's, I I don't know if it's like human nature type stuff, but it's like, it's almost like they're taking the curriculum and yes, they're teaching it, but they're also teaching emotional uh, support, emotional health. I don't think I remember ever getting anything like that in school. Maybe, maybe we did, but I don't remember it. So I yeah. kind of like it. I like it. I like the structure, but back to, I what like we're that ta- too. Yeah. back to what we're talking about here is uh, you living in Thailand. Um, 
on a golf course going to a private school, which is a great segue into a show that we are watching. Uh, <laughs> um, and we really wanted to talk about this, which is uh, White Lotus. Yeah, uh, yeah, season two. Yeah, Season two, White Lotus. We are three episodes in. So if um, you have not made it to the third episode, turn this podcast off and walk away because we are going to give you a spoiler. We're going to do spoilers all over the place um as up to the third episode so sean why don't you uh so you you have a good explanation of what this show is about and i think that uh both seasons have the same structure but we'll get into that so why don't you kind of talk about that well right right now i think what's happening is it's about change and like characters trying to change or changing and they're fighting their, you know, their habits or their yeah. addictions. Yeah. Um, I think every character has something moving. Like Aubrey Plaza, she, this episode was like, I'm just going to be nice, you know? And yeah. her husband was taken back by it, was like playing with it. And then it went crazy where they're like, yeah, we're going to go together to that town um right right which is crazy but i you know like we have uh the father um he's trying to not be a sex addict which i'm trying to i'm struggling with his character a little bit too because i don't like see his sex addict in him just yet but i mean besides that scene where he's like looking at all the women um Mm -hmm. and then you've got i mean the character that you like like portia like I don't know what I've been trying to think like, what is she changing in? Like she came, she's stuck and she just wants to fuck. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is. Right. And uh, it's interesting because they're what I think they're doing is they're taking uh, characters and they're kind of kind of grouping them. So you have like the, like you were saying, the husband that has, that's the sex addict. You notice that when he's at the bar, all he's noticing is are the women. He's only noticing mm-hmm. the women and he's finding the attraction within every woman, right? Doesn't you don't even see the men. Then think about when Aubrey is Audrey or Aubrey, I'm sorry, I'm saying that wrong. Aubrey, yeah. She, yeah, yeah, when she's in uh that little town and the friend goes to the bank to get money, and all the men started crowding around her. It's like they're taking two opposite people and, and showing similar situations. Like I think Yeah, that scene that's like, crazy, maybe. isn't it? One of the best, I think it's my favorite scene of the two seasons ever. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, there was something about it that reminded me of, um, I, there was this thing, like in the, there was a time where like there were shows like where you would, you would do stuff in the fifties and sixties, like Americans would go to Italy and they would just like go on a, they just want to be found sexually and stuff like that. And that made me think about that, but because their outfit too was pretty classic yeah and but that maybe is her change too that she's like likes it a little bit right likes the Mm -hmm. attention and like Mm -hmm. oh my god like wow look at this like that is a moment that's her she's changing in all kinds of ways right now and she's killing it on the show like she is killing it i do agree um i think as a performance uh she's my favorite character i think i'm just attracted mm-hmm. to the other one the most um but For sure. uh, yeah, yeah. There, and and we'll get into that but like um the thing with her character uh with aubrey's character is that she starts out very very tight almost stuck up uh very um not stuck up just very uh in her ways Oh yeah, the, yeah. The world is ending. This is what we do. This is how you do it. You wake up every morning, same routine from yeah. one to two, from one episode to two episodes. Like she changes dramatically. And I, I'm, I'm loving the change. I think I was telling Felix that the earlier, like the change. Oh, in- I know. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And she's also proven to be maybe the, the most right so far, because she said that the couple was like, there's something up with is his name greg or so i can't think of their name like I'm, yeah I'm it's being, greg. I'm out. yeah it's greg and right? uh, uh she has a very tanya uh, yes no 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 Hold on. i'm getting this wrong aren't it? no it's uh it's a oh, very like uh old school cameron name. cameron yeah. is his name yeah mm-hmm. okay so 
I don't remember. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's Cameron and yeah. uh, his girlfriend. Oh, she saw that he was bad, like, beforehand. And yes. when he went yes. bad, he went bad. Like, they go to that thing, and he just dives right the fuck in. He's, they're drinking. They're yep. going crazy on jet skis, which is the funniest thing. Like, their obsession with jet skis in this show like just get that and jet ski and yeah. then it's just like talk to he talks to um he talks about the money like right away like how he got money really quick mm-hmm. so it's like i don't and now and then it's just drugs right away well you, you think about this though there was something that was said uh, by uh daphne which is his girlfriend when they when the two went to the town the two girls and she goes, yeah, I, I like to play this game with him where he has mm-hmm. major FOMO, like he's going to miss out. And when she was on the phone with him, she was very deliberate to be short, excited, amazing experience. Okay, bye. Got to go. And just cuts him off. Like, And so it, you see his character, and I hate using this word, but you see him get triggered. And when he get triggered, he moves into this uh aspect of a of a man that is like every man cheats every man does this i know he even tries to say that to ethan and ethan's like kind of dumb and new to this but also he's kind of the most boring character to me right now ethan like his eyes aren't really like moving around but this episode a lot happened to him but yeah he's like oh really like they do cheat you know like maybe he (laughs) would try it i don't know you know who he reminds me of (laughs) <laughs> he reminds me of ac slater <laughs> i'm like oh my i can't God. i yeah. cannot get it out yeah. of my head like because that's what he looked like when he was younger and i don't know where i've seen this kid but um his that sequence when they're he's they're drinking the, the prostitute and the prostitute's friend who really isn't a prostitute like yeah. he's on drugs in his hotel room room clothes like Maybe it could be over, and they're just banging on his door to get in. It's like yeah. the devil coming inside. Yeah, he, you can you can see and him then, fighting it. <laughs> okay, so this is my question for you. Although yeah. I wish I was a woman yeah. in this situation, moral <laughs> compass. Okay. Okay. Let's say this is a situation that happens. You you go out. You're with a friend. This guy's a douchebag. Whatever you, drugs, prostitutes and drinking you watch him having sex a woman comes up to you kisses you you say no and because a woman's not really a prostitute she didn't pester him and it just ends yeah yeah but where's the moral compass on this with with your <laughs> level of cheating on your wife that's yeah. the question no and i think that's a really good question because i when i saw that happen i immediately was like this is why uh Sean told me to watch this before the episode because um I I really if it were me uh I I overcommunicate to a fault and I would end up I would probably stick into the pattern of which our relationship was and he was very specific about like we don't tell a lie we don't lie to each other and I think in the best case scenario and this is this is a situation that not this specific situation but um mm-hmm. the 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 idea of being honest regardless of Um, The outcome has come up in my life uh, recently and it actually, I'm not, I hate actually, it worked out just fine, you know? And um, so in my perspective that I'm not involved in that situation and I did, didn't happen to me, I can stand outside and say, you know what? I would be honest about it. I would say I kissed her, but then walk, you know, it was like a fast. No. Now, um that's the key right you have to be honest you have to be honest you have to tell tell them quickly yes you need to be like we need to talk we're like when they get back let's talk let's go on a walk i need to talk to you like yeah and so that's the part because worse now what the outcome of the show what is the next episode like he i feel like he's just going to spill the beans but he's going to be nervous because he's going to be interrogated by a lawyer you know, but yeah. you should just tell. Like for moral, for morality reasons, honesty, transparency, you got to do it. If not, it's going to be terrible. Yeah, no, you you definitely have to, and uh, you got you just got to be honest, regardless of the of the outcome. You can't control what's going to happen, but 
if you if if you were to hide it, um, if you were to put a bandaid on it, uh, that would just continue the cycle. If you were to hide it when it found when it got found out, because I, I'm gonna I'm just gonna throw it out there, uh, almost 100 percent of the time that type of stuff gets found out. Um, you're it's gonna be ten times worse, and so right. You got to be honest with it. You, you, I, that's right, the, I, think, I think that's the only answer. Yeah, it's the only answer. It is. And if you lie about it, you're going to get caught. But that goes into the two other characters, two are the liars. <laughs> exactly. And, and Dominic. <laughs> like, now, Bert is the father who was impressed by him having prostitutes. It wasn't yeah. like a, he wanted to know, like, did you fuck him? Like, yeah. He wanted to know details. Oh, yeah. Well, he's been a weird character from the from the start, from the time he got off the boat and he was relentlessly hitting on the the hostess or whatever that that woman yeah. was the hotel hotel person uh like uh he he has been just like it's almost like he's deliberately trying to be the creepy old man but because it's um quote unquote accepted and so i haven't figured his character out yet you know he's on this this journey of exploring where his mom came from and all that i get that but as we've gone through the, the three episodes, I've started to like him more. I didn't like him in the beginning. Yeah, I'm not too sure yet. Like, I don't, he's just sort of like the, like the third wheel to me in that group. I, I mean, also, like, I don't know what, I really don't know what Alvy's going to do because he just got denied by yeah. Portia. Yeah. And like, Portia, like, I mean, I assume the person in the, in the pool, pool. yeah it's gonna come up that was so awkward dude that was awful i was awful i was i was talking because alana and i were watching it and i'm like yeah that's the point where you just don't hang out the next day and you you just like let let the this happen organically and just walk away from the situation um because how do you how do you be like you know kiss her and then she starts laughing <laughs> oh man i don't know if you ever had that happen to you <sighs> but it's freaking awful no she never, starts laughing i'm like yeah. okay i i get it I, I get where we're going here um too uh too slow to ever have that happen <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> hilarious no but the uh the old man he there was a scene that i really enjoyed and i wanted them to go deeper into that scene but they didn't it was when they were on uh the little uh, uh the tour the godfather tour and they were having lunch mm-hmm. and alfie was you know, correcting them. And the old man says, mm-hmm. he goes, you know, in my day, we used to respect our elders. And now, nowadays, you know, you just look at us like we're, uh, what did he say? We are the damage that, or we are, we are the yeah. causes of the damage or something like that. And then he that, made that joke about you went to Stanford, you spent all that money and you learned. <laughs> it comes back like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that. Um, but they're they're terrible. Those two guys are shit. They really are. Bert yeah. And Dominic. And Dominic's little I don't get I mean, he's a sex addict, but I don't I don't know why I don't see it. I don't I think I don't see it. I think because the the term sex addict implies that you're just having a lot of sex and and I, I am 100% guilty of judging like this character and saying, who the hell would want to sleep with him? Like, it has to be just prostitutes. And like, you know, maybe he's maybe it's the money. I don't know. Um, but like, how can somebody that looks like that be a sex addict? And that's horrible to say, but like, yeah, I know, I know. I agree with that. And actually, did you know the voice of the wife on the phone was Laura Dern? I did not know that. Yes. Oh. So there's Laura Dern was the voice. Okay. Laura Dern did a show with Mike White um, some time ago. Mm-hmm. It was a show that was on HBO. Um, boy, what was it called? Uh, Enlightened. Okay. And I think, so, I mean, remember how season one, someone of the mother showed up? It was Molly Shannon. Yeah. I'm just wondering, yeah. will somebody else be coming into the mix here? I think so. I, I really do. Yeah. I, I like how he starts these um these series where he starts it at the very well, kind of at the end, not the fully end, but it was kind of at the end. I think that there mm-hmm. are other people that come in. And I also think Daphne, 
is going to be a very pivotal character in um, whatever happens. Right. She saw, she was the one who saw the dead bodies, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, it's the, just the way that he does the, the way he develops his characters and how the episodes are not like you can come out of an episode and be like, yeah, you know, not much really happened, but you know that it's leading up to something big. Mm, mm. And, and this episode was big, dude. It's brilliant how he does it because yeah. and it, it even goes to the, um, uh, the way that his cinematography is. And when he breaks away and he just shows the ocean with that. Okay. You said it earlier today. The soundtrack is fantastic. The first season soundtrack yeah. was fantastic. Like I love it. I love it. I Dude, love the break. It's like the, the the credits too. Like at the the last like thirty seconds on like you got your it's your sound turned up. It yeah. shakes. I love it because it, does. it it puts you into this like get ready for this ride. And yeah, the characters are crazy. The, their development, their growth, their I think I, I heard something that like Ari Plaza said that this character is written for her. Like, interesting. He's Mike White is like picking people and writing them as he sees them to make it. I mean, as I don't know, just to get you in as much as possible, to get you hooked to this. Well, what I, I mean, it works because a hundred percent hooked. And you know, I'm not going to lie. I came into the the second season being like how how can he do this again and create the the mystery the mystery how can he create the the feeling that he did but he has done it uh tenfold like he is it's just i think it's the way he shoots it's the 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 character that you know like you just said the character development and who he's picking to play these the first season was brilliant like those characters were exactly what you thought they would be and it was so cool. I know. And the last episode is like it was like greatest television I've ever seen. A hundred percent, hundred percent, it was. And I, this is going that way too. This has been yeah. shockingly great. Sometimes it's good to walk into stuff with like eh, I didn't even watch it when it first came out. I had to, I waited because I was so like, oh, geez, this again is going to change the characters because they've done that to other shows that I've never really like bought in like true detective and things like that. But yeah. Yeah. This is incredible. It really is. And you know, for anybody out there that has no idea what we're talking about at this point, um, well, congratulations for keeping on listening, but white Lotus is <laughs> one listener left. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, White White Lotus is a series about, I guess I'm good. The best way I'm going to say it is it's about privilege at its worst. And it's, <laughs> You know, it is. It, I like it's, that. It's, it's it's a high resort. Yeah. It's uh, it's always in a beautiful setting. This one's in Sicily, and it's like it's privilege at its worst, and that is very much noticed in uh, the my worst my the character I hate the most. I've used hate a bunch today, but um, is Jennifer Coolidge. I can't not handle her character. But she's and, and Alana had a good point. She's doing it so well that I don't like her. And she's like, that she's doing mm-hmm. a great job. That means she's doing what she's supposed to be doing. And I'm like, oh, uh, you make such a good point. And she <laughs> was like fake crying and said, oh. like, I, I told you you've been married married four times. And she was like, I thought it was like three. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and the hysteria. The way she treats Portia is just oh. I can't, I can't. I can't actually believe that there's people out there that do that. And there's, and then there's an assistant that's going to follow through with that. But like there is, there has got to be, you know, there's got to be some truth to it. Money, money, money. So much money. You know, the thing with Portia is that like when she, you know, is like, I hate this job. I hate this job, blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking to myself, like you're, you're on a free trip in Sicily. Like I, I, that, that can't be that bad. And that's what I mean by privilege at, at its worst. Like, holy crap, you're an assistant to somebody that yeah treats you pretty poorly yeah. <laughs> and makes you do really stupid things. But like, be a professional and you know have boundaries. But also, you're you got a free trip to Sicily and a free room. And like, what's going on here? 
Right, and that goes into, like, Daphne's, their, like, pretty intense conversation about, like, she knows that Cameron cheats on her. Yeah. But she likes her life, and she knows how to use them to mm-hmm. get what she wants. Like, that's a level of awareness. I don't know. It's an interesting thought. It's an interesting thought, especially when you apply it to marriage is like, you know, because marriage is such a give and take. And when Mm -hmm. you have a, when you have a partner that you have, you know, uh, made the, the dedication to, to spend your life with, you know, it is a give and take and you got to be able to accept some things and you, and you got to be able to put your foot down on others. And no one person is going to say, well, you know, that's, you shouldn't, you should be, you shouldn't be okay with that because if somebody's okay with it and they're getting what they want, like at that point, and this is an interesting uh, moral question, but at that point, if both people are happy, is it bad? Yeah, I don't know. I think, I mean, it's how they handle it. Like, what are they, what are they, I mean, she did say something in that conversation, like, like some of his friends and he himself are scary motherfuckers because they're so rich yeah, and they're so intense. And yeah, those are the kinds, maybe that's what's interesting about him. I mean, those are the kind of people that would be really rich. Like the way he tried to get him to like, you should have told me about this. Oh yeah. Like, oh, you'll be investing with me anyways. You know? Yeah. He was really pushy about it. Well, and I couldn't tell if Daphne was, um, you know, a part of those scary motherfuckers or if she was like kind of scared of them. Cause I get, I, think a, I get scared. I get a really creepy vibe from her. Like I, I get a, a, a very much a um, puppet master vibe from her and I'm not sure where it's yeah. coming from, but like she's working things behind the scenes and it's interesting. I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see how she develops. Oh, I can't wait. There's only four more episodes. So, I know. I mean, it sucks. It's, like, <laughs> it's like, how can this just go forever now? I like how it just is like great and short. It's great. Yep. No, it's good. And, you know, get out there. If you haven't watched it, it's on HBO Max. HBO. Yes. HBO yep. Max. And yeah. uh, it's it's totally worth paying like a, a month subscription and then canceling um, because it, it's, nice, it's yeah. I, that's like watching that's, a movie. It is. It really is. And, uh, you know, it's it's a good show and it, it has a lot of uh, debatable topics. Let's just put it that way. Um, mm-hmm. So moving on uh, this week is my song and I picked a song. And when I sent you the song today, you said something to me. And uh, let's. <laughs> I'm gonna go to this. Uh, so the song is uh, okay. I'll, I call it because I, I can't pronounce it. Maybe you can pronounce it. And uh, it's number I'm one. I'm not gonna Lent. pronounce it. Yeah, no, it's number one. Lent. It's by Eric Satie. Um, I actually yeah. listened to. Uh, I found it through a uh, pianist. Her name is Alice Sarah Ott, and it's her mm-hmm. and Eric that do. She does it. Uh, she does a ver- version of her. I think she's she's doing the piano with him as a recorded thing, um, but it's really beautiful. It's a little bit slower. Uh, the version I sent you, it's a little slower than what I've heard it. A lot of versions that are out there, because I hear a lot, um, they're quick, they're fast, yeah. and this is. You said something to me that was like, "What kind of mischief are you into?" Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I like to make that song into into little little trickery i I, br- I like the idea of of bouncing around like a little sneakily you're cute people like it. you you don't really know that they're up to mischief and next thing you know you know they're taking your wallet from your back pocket you know maybe like a really good you know just just really good classic thief that's the way I think about it. Nothing it's too a, dangerous. No, it's not hurting people. Yeah, it's just taking stuff. Yeah, you're like a pickpocket. You know, you pick people's pocket, cut pocket, and you're going. And around maybe there's like a little like anti-capitalism in it too, because it's so like nonchalant. Like, you know, like what's money worth to you anyways? It's you know. So I don't know. I, that's the way I listen to it, and I enjoy it that way. <laughs> so it's it's funny because 
when you said that to me and then I asked you, I was like, what did you mean by that? And you told me. And then um, on my car ride home, I was like, man, the way I've always heard that song is uh, rainy day next to a fire, loneliness, sad, uh, very gloomy, black, dark grays, blacks, um, you know, like you're just kind of peering out the window at at a rainy, stormy day and you're by yourself. It has that too. I can it's very, that. very gloomy and just like, but there's something about that song that invokes mo- emotion within me um, yeah. that I actually, I actually will turn it on while I'm uh, lifting weights and it, oh, nice. it, 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 it gets me pumped. It, it puts yeah. like uh goosebumps on me and I actually, it's really weird and, and it's all classical. It's a pianist or pianist um, type composed song and ah i just i yeah, love it's french, it french french pianist yep yeah so and uh, writes great music. yeah i agree and so we're gonna play it at the end here but uh it's <laughs> it's it's something you know, that means a lot and i i picked it because i'm learning it on the piano so that's awesome and i love what i i think i don't know if you and i've talked about this before but one thing great about music classical music um or jazz piano um ambient these things you can create your own experience with them you're not given lyrics that leads you to a direction i love lyrics yeah i want to be led Mm -hmm. i want to feel pain like someone else feels it or talks about that pain but at the same time one thing that's great about this is the experiences that can be had from different angles and what it means to you versus what it means to me we both love the song but we can we can get a different experience from it um yeah and i think that's yeah one reason why this song will never go away i it agree amazing. i agree and i've uh I, the, the what you just said um 100 wraps up uh the way i think about food is you can see it from mm-hmm. so many so many different angles. You can uh, everybody's going to have their own opinion. You can be led down a path, but then you can make your own path, and it's just such a beautiful thing. Um, and you're right. I think I, I like I like music with no no lyrics. That's that's my thing. But I do like music with lyrics. Don't get me wrong. But like I enjoy the blank canvas of like where is this going to take me? You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. it's in- it's interesting. But, and it could uh, be just like weather, like how you listen to it with what kind of weather's playing, you know? Like, I know. <laughs> like suddenly the song's different. Oh my God, it's like really sunny, you know? And everybody's driving really, really fast, you know? And suddenly it's different. Yeah. And I, I heard it on a commercial and it was like sped up like really quick. And I was like, wow, that, that, that actually changes the entire song. Cause it was like to a, it was the background music of like a mystery trailer. And I'm like, Wow, that that kind of brings out like a scary, like almost a, a a dark, scary vibe to it. And I was like, okay, I like it. But uh, yeah, I asked, and I asked Steffi too. I was like, what does this song make you feel like? And she said, winter. So I think, you know, she's, huh. yeah, she was talking about winter days and things like that. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Well, uh, we're coming up on time. I'm gonna, I'll play it at the end here. Uh, Get out there, uh, listen to some music. Hey, I did want to say, uh, Sean, I hope you and your family uh, have a great Thanksgiving. I know you're going to Seattle. Uh, you're going to be spending yep. with uh, in-laws, right? Yep, yep. Going to stay downtown. The hotels are not expensive. And <laughs> I like it. I'm looking forward to it. We got like a high, I like got one in a tall building. We picked like a, a high level floor. Sweet. I think that'll be fun. That was, yeah. The kids will love that. That's cool, so man. What are you doing? Uh, well, we are doing, so this is the first time in, I'm going to say 15 years ish, ish, uh, that I haven't cooked Thanksgiving. We are whole foods is cooking our Thanksgiving and, uh, we're going to watch movies. We're going to do a, just a, uh, we're going to pick a genre and we are going to go through a bunch of those movies. I don't know what it's going to be yet. We're going to pick it that day. We're going to stay in our pajamas and we're just not going to do anything. And it's, there's something you don't know what movies you're picking yet, though. No, Alana and I were talking about it tonight. So we're gonna we like to do these things <laughs> where we call like family meetings, and we all just like vote on what we're gonna do, and then we go and do it. Yeah. And uh, you know, the kids have just as much of a vote as we do, and I mean, as long as it's not completely inappropriate, uh, which they're pretty good about not picking stuff like that. But 
Yeah, Titanic. you know, I, it will not be Titanic. <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, uh, but it's the other one that he <laughs> yeah. did that. What's the one with the blue people, the green people? <laughs> Are you, wait, the same what? director did. Oh, Avatar. Same director did. Avatar, yeah. James Cameron. That's who that you're talking about, James Cameron. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That guy is that guy is blockbusters on movies on money. <laughs> like it's just yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, we will not be here next week. So uh we will be regaining the show the week after Thanksgiving. Hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. Sean, I hope you have a great time. And uh yeah, look forward to talking to you next week. Two weeks. Two weeks. That's what I meant. <laughs> I had Two bacon, weeks. egg, fried rice for dinner. Oh, hey, uh, I haven't eaten dinner, but I got pizza. <laughs> it's pizza night. Yeah. So, yep. I love it. All right, buddy. Have a great night, and uh, we will talk soon.